0: Cover
1: two. Welcome, everybody, to the Cover 2 Fantasy Football Podcast. Like always, I'm with my man, Hooman. How's it going today, Hooman?
0: Well, I'm doing really well. We're getting closer and closer to the start of the season. I know I'm getting really close to my personal league drafts. I've got one coming up this Friday, which will be in a few days. And then I got another one Sunday, and then I got some early
1: next week, too. What about yourself? Yeah, actually, all my drafts are right before. I've got one next week on a Tuesday, and then I have actually the day before the season starts on a Wednesday, which I know you hate.
0: Yeah, I do. Um, I've got a big – my big keeper league is this Friday, which is in a few days. So I'm getting really revved up and amped up for that with all my stats, my rankings, my spreadsheets,
1: all the stuff. Well, we have uh, wide receivers and tight ends that we're going to talk about in this episode. But before we get to it, do we have anything in the mailbag? Yeah, we actually
0: do. We've got a mailbag question from Instagram. Remember, you can reach us on Instagram at Cover Two Fantasy Football, and one of our listeners there, Mark, likes turtles. Uh, sent us a question asking us if you know we have any suggestions for a twelve-team keeper league with an auction draft. And if there are any people, any guys we would target in the later rounds or any rookies who could provide long-term value over a few years. So late round guys, I think we just talked about some of our late round running backs. Last couple podcasts, we talked about some of the late guy, late round guys. I know you love Jamal Williams late in the draft. We talked about Philip Lindsay. We talked about maybe Jarek McKinnon having some value there. But as far as long-term value for our friend here who's looking for these, this
1: keeper league, what's something you see? Who's someone you see at running back that could really pay off late in an auction draft? Well, I think, uh, just because based upon what team he's on, you know, Trey Sermon is becoming higher and higher in that offense. And with Raheem the Dream, who I love, I think that he, I, I know that he's been injured many times. And so you could see Sermon getting value even this year. And he's the going to be the future of that backfield.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree with that because, you know, I, even though I have Trey Sermon ranked pretty high, I think I had him at 23. There is always that possibility that he could re-aggravate an injury or a new injury because he has been pretty injury prone and he could give that immediate value this year. But as far as what our friend from Instagram wants to know is long-term, you know, San Francisco invested high draft capital in Trey Sermon. So he will be the eventual future there. And we know that that's one of the best running teams in the league. So Trey Sermon's definitely a good choice. I think another one that would be an absolute shot in the dark would be a guy that Atlanta drafted, and that's Kodru Olsson. You know, they've got Mike Davis. They brought him in, but is he a long-term solution? Maybe not. He might have a year or two with them. And as high as we've got Mike Davis on our rankings, he may not pan out like he did in Carolina last season. He may not be the same player in this Atlanta offense. Uh, and they did actually handpick and draft Qadri Olsen. So that's someone that you could take that shot on in these deep keeper leagues or uh, dynasty leagues. So who are you like at a wide receiver? Wide receiver. I absolutely love and adore for these dynasty leagues or keeper leagues late flyer on Amon Ross St. Brown, the rookie in Detroit. He's, he was drafted out of USC to be not necessarily wide receiver one, but he has the wide receiver one potential with that offense, especially, you know, they got Jared Goff in there. They really don't have a whole lot else besides TJ Hawkinson. And I think he would be almost a home run hit late in drafts.
1: I agree. And I also, he's not maybe for this season. He's just going to be a little bit of a, a splash in the pan a little bit. But Elijah Moore, um, he's going to have some time. He's going to have some opportunities. And I, I really do like him as you go forward into the next year and the year after. Yeah. And speaking of Elijah Moore, you could even target his quarterback,
0: Zach Wilson, who, you know, in 13 round drafts, we, we talked about this on the last show when we were talking about QBs, we have not seen Zach Wilson even drafted in mock drafts we've done. So we talked about in the last episode also how he's a starter from day one. You know, he's going to be starting day one. So if he's someone you can get late and take that flyer on him, he, he's looked pretty good. He was great in college and, he may translate translate that into the NFL. And then also one tight end just love him. Cause he's, he's a rookie. He ended up in Pittsburgh. We know Pittsburgh tight ends usually produce, and that's Pat Fryermuth. If you're really struggling to find a tight end late in deep drafts, I think he's someone that's worth a shot, especially you could get some value this season because we know how big Ben works with tight ends.
1: Definitely. And we're going to start today with the wide receivers in our tier rankings, and uh, we're gonna go to the top 24 wide receiver rankings. Kick it off with probably the same thing that you're gonna kick it off with in your tier one. There's two guys, um, they can go interchangeable, but I have Tyreek Hill as my number one. Devontae Adams is my number two. Both guys that are constant, gonna give you plenty of volume and plenty of points, you know, fantasy-wise. Dropping down to my tier two, I've got Stephon Diggs. Stefan Diggs has the quarterback. Their offenses look good in the preseason. Usually, I'd probably put Hopkins here. I have Hopkins fourth, just because of what we've seen from Arizona this pre- preseason so far. Then I have your guy, Calvin Ridley, at number five, rounding out my tier two. And then starting my tier three is a guy that I'm really big on, Allen Robinson. The issue for him is who's starting at quarterback. Probably looks like it's going to be Andy Dalton, which I'm hoping... They may have a change of heart, but it looks like it will be. But Allen Robinson is the top of my tier three. I like those. Uh, I actually have a little bit of a change at the top
0: of my wide receiver rankings from the last time we did this. And I have moved up and feel very confident about Devontae Adams at number one. And I've got him in tier one by himself. And let me explain myself. While, yes, I I think I even in one of the mock drafts we did, I, I took Tyreek Hill. Uh, early in the first round instead of a running back. I'm starting to shift my opinion just with kind of taking a look at the tea leaves and seeing, you know, we know what Tyree Kill is. We know what Kansas City is. We know what Patrick Mahomes is. But we also know that offense has a lot more options involved. With Aaron Rodgers, and when we first did these rankings, we were unsure about Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. And we know he's playing this season. We know that Devontae Adams is there. They're going to play together they've got their last dance going we know Devonte adams aaron Rodgers would target him 50 times a game if he could and i think we're going to see Rodgers maybe go nuclear this year and if he goes nuclear that means Devonte adams is going to go nuclear also so i've got Devonte adams in tier one by himself tier two i've got tyree killed then stefan diggs at number three and then this is where my tier two breaks off and with the start of my tier three with like you said my guy calvin ridley topping that off at number four then i've got hopkins at five and still in tier three i've got justin jefferson rounding out my top six
1: okay well you know we're kind of hitting that off in a great transition i have justin jefferson uh starting off at number seven he's continuing my tier three i really like my tier three is is kind of big tier four is kind of big uh, because i do think that i would be comfortable with any of these guys as my starters uh, but Justin Jefferson. Then I have DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf, for some reason, has been going very early in drafts. I see him back here. Then I have Mike Evans at number nine. Touchdown machine. I think he's going to have a much better year as far as you know, actual getting yards with Tom Brady. Then I have Keenan Allen. He's tried and true. I, I always want to bring him down. We get him lower and lower, but he just, for some reason, just keeps producing. Uh, and I know that Mike Williams has been showing... A great preseason and you know maybe this is the year that he doesn't get hurt but I still like Keenan Allen uh, at number 10. CeeDee Lamb is my number 11 and then I have that closes out my tier three starting tier four I have A.J. Brown he's my number 12. A.J. Brown in that offense he was solid for me last season maybe I have a little bit because I used him he was my number one or became my number one because I didn't have a great draft but he you know, carried me to at least the semifinals in one of my big leagues last year. So I'm big on A.J. Brown and those Titans. I like those, Will. I like those a lot. So at my number seven is where I've got Keenan
0: Allen. I'm very high on him. Like you said, he produces every single year. People sleep on him. I don't know why. I don't know if it's this or that or people are a little bit still pissed off from the fact that he said, start me in the one game, and he didn't even play or he didn't log a reception. For fantasy, that was his only real game that he didn't have any anything going. But I love Keenan Allen. I think Justin Herbert's going to continue his trajectory of progressing, which means that offense is going to be even more potent, which means Keenan Allen's going to be even more productive. At number eight, I've got DK Metcalf. Love the guy. I, I think he's going to have a great season. That's why I've got him in my top 10. And then at number nine, rounding out my tier three, because I've got a pretty large tier three as well is Allen Robinson for all the reasons you said I think he is one of the best receivers in the NFL he just hasn't had a QB to really work with a Q, let alone a mid-tier QB to work with so I think if they do once they do eventually make that transition of fields he will really ramp up his productivity and that's the end of my tier three starting off my tier four is where I've got Terry McLaurin at number 10. I think he's he's primed for a great season this year with Fitzpatrick there. Hopefully lots of deep balls in his future. And then 11th, very close to what you had. I've got A.J. Brown there. Not super high on him. Definitely not for what his ADP is right now. His ADP, we've seen him go in the second round. I'm not touching that. And then at number 12, and it's kind of wild for me to have two wide receivers in the top 12 from the same team. This is where I've got Tyler Lockett. I am very high on him i'm happy getting him in the fifth round and that's kind of what i want to talk about before transitioning over to back to you will is that i'm in the middle of my tier four or i'm just starting you know the upper third of my tier four i would be happy with tyler lockett as my wide receiver one or my wide receiver two getting him in the fifth round and let's contrast that to running backs and this is why i really am a big fan of tier based ranking because I you know we just did our running back episode on the last show and I remember distinctly saying if I'm not getting one of these specific running backs I you know it's there's a dead zone there and that was like out of the top 12 top 11 running backs and that was up to like tier three for me or tier four and now I'm talking about wide receivers and I'm still happy having a wide receiver one from this tier four at the wide, my wide receiver 12. So that's why, I mean, we've got so many more that we could cover here all the way down to my tier six that I'd be happy with as having as like a wide receiver two or three. So this is why tier based rankings important, especially in a year like this, where running backs seem a little bit
1: scarce at first until the season really pans out. So for draft season, keep that in mind. And uh, very true, and and I agree with you as well. Tyre Lockett has been moving up every board, especially my board as well. He'll be in my next six. Um, But with that offense, you know, they go to two receivers primarily. And so I really do like him and DK coming off each other. They're totally different, and so that is why they both have that standalone value in the top 12, which I do agree with you. But going to my next six, um, I'm going to kind of shift gears with you because you're going to think i'm a little weird i actually like amari cooper here at number 13. watching him coming back from those injuries you got to remember amari cooper and dak together are amazing they he has had over 100 catches every year with dak obviously dak was hurt last year amari didn't have a great year dak is back i think Amari's going to get back into that top 15. We go from there to Robert Woods, the number one on that offense still. I know Cooper Cup has a different feel. They're gonna probably hurt each other, but Robert Woods is there um, at number 14. I have Lockett at 15. He does make my top 15. I agree everything that you said. And then I have a guy, again, another second receiver from a team in the top 16, and that's Adam Thielen. Another guy that people are sleeping on He still has standalone value and could be a solid number two for you. Then I have Cooper Cup. Terry, scary Terry McLaurin there. That rounds out my tier four and rounds out my next six.
0: Okay, so I, you know, I'm actually not gonna you're not I'm not as surprised as you thought I would be, because I have Amari Cooper pretty high too. Not right where you did, but I've got him coming up soon. At 13, I've got Amari Cooper's counterpart, which is CeeDee Lamb. While I love Cooper, I think CeeDee Lamb is primed to have that breakout season this year. I wouldn't be upset with having either wide receiver, but I would like CeeDee Lamb a little bit higher than Mari Cooper. So I've got CeeDee Lamb at 13. Then I've got Mike Evans at 14. Obvious reasons, Tom Brady, the performance Evans had last year, we can only see it probably increasing because as they got more comfortable with one another. And then at 15, so I've got lamb at 13 i've got cooper at 15 so i've already had two sets of wide receivers that have you know from the same team in my top 15 so love cooper for every reason you said despite the fact that you know after Dak went down and then cooper got injured cooper was on pace to have an amazing season as well after cooper's where i have robert woods at 17 big fan of robert woods always have loved him he does the dirty work and i think he might be the guy that Matthew Stafford really clicks with for, you know, just any clutch pass that's needed. We know that Woods gets a lot of work out of the backfield, which this season could be a big deal, you know, because they're relying on just Daryl Henderson. They brought in Sony Michelle. They know what they've got with Woods on a lot of those jet sweeps and pop passes. Number 17 is where I've got Deontay Johnson. Love Deontay Johnson. He was a volume hog last year with Big Ben. And I think he will continue to be this year. It's guaranteed volume with Deontay Johnson. I know I've been targeting him in our past drafts. I've been dark targeting him and Lockett to try to get as my wide receiver one and two in like the fifth and sixth round. If I can get those, then I'm you know I've got a great position ahead of me as far as what I've already drafted. So big fan of Deontay Johnson at seventeen, and then I have another second wide receiver. In my top 18 that I've already had a receiver from that team. Can you guess who that's going to be, Will?
1: I'm going to go Adam Thielen.
0: No, I'm going Cooper Cup here. Oh. So I got Cooper Cup at 18 because we love that Rams offense. We love Stafford and that Rams offense. And we saw the efficiency and productivity that Woods and Cup had with Jared Goff. Let's imagine what that's going to be like with Matthew Stafford. And minus, you know, a workhorse running back. So they may have to rely on kind of getting Cup involved a little bit more creatively this year. So I've got three sets of double wide receivers from same team in my top 18.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, I'm, I was surprised and shocked myself when I was looking at my board and saying, wow, that's crazy. But it's true. You got to go with the guys that have the offense and have the production. Like you said, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods have standalone value together. Yeah, they're going to take some things away from each other. But again, they are the two guys there. You know, Higby could get some some looks uh, in that offense, but I do think that they are great picks in your top 18.
0: Yeah, and now, get don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I would draft them together on my team uh, because that's just asking for trouble. <laughs> I mean, if I ended, if, it's hard to say, because if, if, if I could say that I could end up with my 13th and 5th wide receiver, would I do it? If I'm speaking of C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper, that's – it sounds great, but then when you realize they're on the same team, that's a little worrisome. So I'm not saying go and draft these guys on your fantasy team that are on the same team at the same position, but this is just how it's working out for the rankings.
1: Well, I'm going to start my tier five uh, with a guy that, you know, probably is not on your board. I like him, and and he's a rookie, and that, of course, is Devontae Smith. Um, I think with him and you know and that whole offense, they're going to be geared to getting him the ball. So I'm big on Devontae Smith as my number 19. Then I got T. Higgins, uh, T. Higgins at 20. Julio Jones makes my 21st. I think Julio wants to make a statement this year. That offense, um, you know, with another of course top receiver in AJ Brown. I think together they're going to play off each other well. And then another second receiver in Chris Godwin. That offense. Tom Brady, as you mentioned. And this is the one that you're probably going to go a little crazy on. It's actually before Deontay Johnson, which is my number 24. But before Deontay Johnson, I have a guy that has been killing it this preseason. And he's got his man starting at quarterback. And that's Marquez Calloway. He's the number one receiver for the Saints. And I think that he is going to have an amazing year with no competition unless Michael Thomas comes back, let's say, week four week five. I still think Marquez Calloway is a steal, and you can steal him because you're probably going to get him at the end of the draft, but I think he is my number 23rd uh, wide receiver. So you're banking on
0: final season ranking here because we're going to come back to this tape at the end of the season, and you're either going to be a freaking genius having Marquez Calloway in your top 24, or you're going to look like a madman, and
1: I'm interested to see which one it will be. Well, I'm okay with being a madman, but what, what last six do you have? Continuing on
0: here on Tier 5, at number 19, I've got Chris Godwin. So another you know, second I get. I don't think we have to keep saying that, but it's interesting to see how our, our statting works out here to where we have two wide receivers from the same team continually falling into this top 24. So I've got Godwin at 19, and then I do have Julio Jones at 20. Uh, DJ Moore at 21, still in Tier 5. Love what DJ Moore can do this year. I think he's had, he's been, he's been flirting with having that just amazing nuclear type of season for a wide receiver fantasy wise. He just hasn't been able to get in the end zone. He's got the volume, he's got the yards, he's got the receptions, just hasn't gotten the touchdown. So hopefully that'll work out for him this year. And then at 22, I've got Adam Thielen, who you know it's going to be interesting to see what happens this year he he had a lot of touchdowns last season so you know will that regress will the volume and targets go up and balance out with what jefferson was getting tons of but i've got him at 22 at 23 i've got brandon ayuk i think he had a really great start to his career last season i think he's going to be the breakout second season wide receiver this year uh of all the receivers we've seen as far as making that giant jump so i'm big on brandon iu and that rounds out my tier five and now going into tier six i've got someone at number 24 is going to be more of a home run guy this year i've got deontay johnson already high up in my top 24 and then at 24 i do have another pair that pairs up with him and that's chase claypool who was another first year wide receiver last year, who we saw some great things from, just wasn't consistent. And I think this year it's going to become the Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool show there. And I think we'll see more out of Claypool and that'll get him into that top 24.
1: Well, I'm not shocked about it, but I am, I know probably our listeners might be that OBJ is not in either of our top 24s. Yeah. And I mean, what has he really done to deserve it, though? True, true. But, I mean, he has been solid for many seasons. I think he was outside top 20 for last season because of injuries. But I still think that he has high value. He's actually my 26th wide receiver.
0: Yeah, I mean, would I take him if he's there in the eighth round? I don't know. It depends on if I've got my quarterback or not yet. If I still have a shot at taking Brady or Hurts in that eighth round, I would probably pass on Beckham um, and then wait for guys like, you know, Robbie Anderson, Antonio Brown, LaVisca Chennault. I think LaVisca Chennault's going to have an amazing season this year. I've got him ranked at uh, somewhere around 34, 35. Uh, I love Corey Davis. He's moving up my boards. I know you love Corey Davis. So these are some guys that I would probably take over Odell Beckham just because, you know, on paper, yeah, Odell Beckham should have an amazing year, but we know the Browns offense is really run-centric and – we're looking, and this is probably going to be the first time in a long time anyone could say this, is that we're looking at a season where the Browns are probably going to have a positive game script, which means they're going to be ahead in most of their games, and which means they're going to be killing off the games with their run game, with their awesome run game, because they, they don't only have Nick Chubb, but they can just keep killing it off with Kareem Hunt then. So what can Beckham really do this season to warrant you know, that high draft equity? We'll see.
1: Well, let's talk about tight ends. We're going to go into the top 12 tight ends as we get ready for the season. Who do you have in your first tier at tight ends? First
0: tier is my only tier of tight end, or my only. there's only one in that first tier, similar to what I did with running back and similar to what I just did with wide receiver. And we all know who that is. It's Travis Kelsey. I don't need to say anything else about it. Moving on to the next one, tier two. I've got two tight ends in there. Darren Waller is the top tight end in my tier two. Then I've got George Kittle. I know statistically and, you know, from the fantasy community, it's probably reversed where they've got Kittle ahead and then Waller. That's why I love Waller in that early third round or late, late second round. But those are my two in my tier two. Then tier three, and I know I've talked about all offseason, and it's sticking with my final standings. I've got TJ Hawkinson as the number four tight end, top of tier three. And I showed it in our last mock draft. I was kind of tilting a little bit and ended up taking him in, I believe it was the fifth round. And I would be happy doing that in my actual drafts also because I think he's going to give you that edge at the tight end position all season long. After Hawkinson, that's where I've got Mark Andrews at number six. I think the news of Dobbins getting hurt might give a little bit of a bump to Mark Andrews and you know, gives a little bit more value to where I originally thought he would be. Still in Tier 3, this is where it ends with Kyle Pitts at the number 6 position. I know you love Pitts, and I'm probably assuming you have maybe a little bit higher or in the same range.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, we are pretty much in sync when it comes to our tiers. Uh, tier 1, you know, Travis Kelsey. Tier 2, I, I think I've, I've, I've converted you. You know, Darren Waller is my number number two tight end. He's my number one tier two tight end with George Kittle. And really that comes to me because of the offense they run. And as you've talked about, Brandon Ayuk is becoming a star on that offense. And they're going to give him the ball with Debo Samuel. So you've now got some competition to Kittle as far as receptions. I'm actually with you on TJ Hawkinson. I believe he's my number four. He's in starting off my tier three. And then this is where we, we got out of sync Kyle Pitts is my number five. And then, of course, Mark Andrews will finish out my tier three ranking. So you're saying I sold you on TJ Hawkinson in the offseason? Yes and no. I just think that the Kyle Pitts thing now, as we look at it, you know, Russell Gage is getting a higher volume, I think, than Kyle Pitts will get. I still think Pitts is got to have a great year. But if I'm looking at who has the offense that I'd rather... Uh, want to be in as far as, you know, value of who's going to get the ball. Hawkinson's going to get more opportunities, I think, than Pitts. Okay, I can I get with that. All right, so I'm looking at 7 through 12 here, and this is
0: my tier 4, and I'm starting off with Tyler Higby, who is the guy that if I can't get Hawkinson, I'm going to wait and try to get Higby a little bit later. Then at number 8, I've got Robert Tunyon. Number 9, I've got Mike Gesicki. Okay, And then at number 10, this is where I'm going to kind of change things up a little bit. This is where I've got um, I'm sorry, Noah Fant over at number 10. I solidified that with the news that Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the starter. I think Teddy Bridgewater is a little bit more consistent than Drew Locke. Plays a little bit safer. Length of passes are obviously a lot shorter, and that will, will favor Noah Fant in the long run. So I've got Fant at 10. Logan Thomas at 11, I think, with fits there I think Logan Thomas is going to continue having a pretty decent year this season and then at number 12 is where I've got Irv Smith I think Irv Smith had a pretty great season last year for tight as far as tight ends are concerned we know they're pretty it's pretty difficult to have any of these lower tier or mid-tier tight ends do have a whole lot of productivity and I think Irv Smith did and I think with Kirk Cousins and with the consistency of that offense and him being a red zone target I think that'll continue this year and you can get pretty good value out of him as a 12th tight end.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I I like a lot of your picks. Uh, I've got the same kind of guys, but a little bit mixed. I'm actually higher on Logan Thomas. He's my start of my tier four, my number seven. I think with Fitz there, he likes to use the tight ends. He's got so many. He's going to throw the ball around. I think Thomas is that big receiver that he really wants. I do have Tanya there. Aaron Rodgers in him had a great season last year. I don't see all the touchdowns, but I still think he's got great value in that offense. And then I have Tyler Higbee, and I agree with you. If I had a choice between the three of them, I might go Higbee. I know that that seems weird with my rankings, but it could be based upon my team of who the three I take. Then I have Noah Fant at number 10. Like you said, um, I think that he's going to have a good year. He's been hurt with injuries as far as his value, and of course, quarterbacks, inconsistent quarterbacks. So. I agree, a consistent person there under center is going to help him. Then I actually have Jonu Smith as my number 11. I like Smith in this offense. Again, Cam likes to throw a little shorter. Jonu is going to be in the backfield a couple times, might get some touchdowns as a fullback. I think that Jonu is going to have an amazing year. And then I'm actually going with Dallas uh, Godaire uh, over there in Philly. I think that you know he'll be a great helper for that offense, especially with uh, – a second year quarterback, I do think that he will have an amazing year as well. And, you know, I was really between him and, and Gasicki, but I rather would have him because I think that Dolphins' offense has more wide receiver weapons that he would go to. So, Will, was that Dallas Goder? Like, yes, I know I said it wrong. Oh, I think it's, yeah, I know.
0: Bonjour, parlez francais?
1: You know, uh, I, I think that he needs a French accent for his name to make himself even better.
0: So for those of us that are listening and are not familiar with this new Frenchman that's playing tight end and ranked in the top 12, uh, Dallas Goddard, uh that would actually be Dallas Goddard of the Philadelphia Eagles.
1: Goder is amazing and a better name, so I'm going to go with that.
0: Every time he catches a ball this season, I'm going to say
1: bonjour. <laughs> well, if we, <laughs> we get into tight ends, Um, you know, Irv Smith is interesting. I, the only reason I don't have Irv Smith in the top five tiers of my tight ends, I have him actually in my seventh tier, way down there with the Cooks and the Everts of the world. And that's just because of Kirk Cousins. When they have Kirk Cousins in that team, as soon as they did, you know, Kyle Rudolph's stats went way down. I don't think that Irv Smith's going to have as good a year as you might think.
0: Well, I disagree with you because Irv Smith had a pretty solid year last year. I do like your Johnu Smith. I was debating having him in my top 12. I just, I don't know exactly what to trust with that offense, to be honest. I do love the idea of Johnu in the backfield on goal line situations and him either taking a pop pass around the, the tackle or just taking the handoff straight from cam or lined up right next to cam or Mac Jones. Just, I can't predict the future with that. It's, it's just tough to tell because the offense seems like it's going to be radically different, whether Cam's in there or Mac Jones is in there. So I, I like it as a late round flyer. If you miss out on some of these guys, I also, you know, very end of the draft, if I miss out on Higby and then, you know, in the 10th round, if I miss out on Tanyan, I'm probably packing up shop and waiting till that last round and hoping that an Irv Smith makes it to me. John U. Smith is there um if those are gone in that last round then i could be looking at maybe like even a gerald everett or blake jarwin coming back and having a bounce back season even an austin ferkser from tennessee who had a pretty solid season last year uh and then that's kind of it for me as far as where you go uh i was pretty high on adam troutman offseason and would have loved him as my last round tight end pick however that injury in the preseason we you know was his return is undetermined yet. So that's obviously killed that off. But he could keep, you know, keep an eye on him. When he does come back, if as long as Jameis Winston's still the quarterback there, Jameis loves to utilize the tight end. So when he does come back and assimilate into the offense, he could be a good waiver-wire pickup if you are struggling in the tight end position late in the middle of the year.
1: So I want to pose one question to you before we go in this episode. And you've talked about Dardo Mooney and Posing this question to you, if you had a choice between him and a guy that's been breaking out this preseason in the number one offense and Nicole Hardman, who would you take?
0: Darnell Mooney.
1: Uh, I, Without hesitation, it's
0: Darnell Mooney just because I think Nicole Hardman's had the chance to become the number two wide receiver in Kansas City. And he just keeps... I don't know, not necessarily dropping the ball. I hate to say that because he's a wide receiver, but he hasn't really solidified it. He's had lots of inconsistency. I, th- I think he's had a couple really strong games where he thought that was going to be it. But then, you know, they get other people involved. Like Demarcus Robinson, to me, in that offense, has you know, shown a lot more consist- consistency than a guy like Nicole Hardman. And I don't think Andy Reid is ready to put his trust in him
1: yet. Gotcha. Well, we're going to come back right before the season starts, maybe doing another draft right before it. Uh, but we are excited for the season to get started and excited to help you out this whole season. So continue to hit us up. Uh, where on Instagram, human?
0: Well, we are on Instagram at cover2fantasyfootball. That is cover to the number fantasyfootball. Join us in that mailbag. DM us any questions you may have. Not just for draft season, because we're winding down draft season. We're about to start the the fantasy football season where, you know, we've got waiver wires coming up. We've got trades that you could ask us for our input on. Anything, anything that you have, hit us up in our DMs there, and we will get you help with that.
1: And like always, don't miss us at Google Play, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and like always,
0: Cover (laughs) 2. Cover two.